Congressman Guy Reschenthaler, kind enough to join us here on KDKA. He's joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline as we get right to him right now. Congressman, how are you? Good, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So we've got a ton of different things to talk about, and I know that people here in Pennsylvania sort of want to know what's going on in D.C. So let's just sort of get through as many different issues and uh, and pieces of legislation and things like that as we can. Let's start with the TikTok bill, because there's been a lot made in terms of what is going on with national security. Is there an issue of China taking information that Americans may be freely giving them or that they may be taking illicitly? with this social media platform. What's the buzz in D.C. about this legislation? So there's no doubt that TikTok is taking private information. Just like just like any one of these social media companies, remember, Rick, if you're not paying for the service, you are the commodity being sold. And that goes with Twitter, Facebook, all, all of them. You're being Google, you're, you're being tracked so that that platform can then sell that data and target ads at you. Now with TikTok, it's even more nefarious because that information is very likely going straight back to the PLA, the CCP. And it's because the Chinese passed a series of laws that created what they call military civilian infusion. So ba- or fusion. So basically any domestic company that's, that's owned by China wherever it, wherever it may conduct business if it's a chinese company it has to it has to provide data and other information to the chinese communist party and the pla upon request so if your kid is using tiktok that information is going straight to the chinese uh, communist party and they're probably storing a lot of this data so they have blackmail opportunities when these kids become political leaders or business leaders or they become university professors you name it they're going to exploit this information to blackmail kids. And just lastly, let me, let me just say this. There's a huge difference between the algorithm of other platform sites and TikTok. Within minutes of signing up for TikTok, kids are directed at self-harm videos, uh, uh, videos on eating disorders, overly sexualized content. The TikTok they have in China, by contrast, really uh, fe- features wholesome videos, kids figuring out Rubik's Cubes, kids honoring their teachers, military drills, etc. It's nothing but filth and garbage that our kids are being fed. And that's by design because the Chinese want to weaken the next generation of America, either mentally through, uh, through degenerate videos on TikTok or by shipping fentanyl into the interior of the United States to literally kill uh, thousands of Americans. Is this something that can get through, A, the House, and B, the Senate? There's bipartisan support to do something about TikTok. Now, how we do it, that is, we'll, we'll see what develops. But there's a lot of appetite for banning TikTok or at least giving the administration the power to remove a foreign-owned social media platform. But, but at the end of the day, Rick, if you have kids and you're listening to this, delete TikTok from their cell phones. Uh, and if you're an adult, they're tracking you, too. So understand that if you're using TikTok, all that information is going right to the CCP. Aren't there a number of government agencies who have simply said if you have a government-issued phone that you cannot have TikTok on that for various security considerations? Oh, yeah, numerous. So I I, I don't have TikTok on, on my government. I don't have TikTok, period, but I certainly would never have it on a government phone. But uh, Canada, I believe, has banned TikTok from uh, government phones. 
The United States, at least some agencies have as well. A lot of the European Union has banned TikTok as well. So uh, it's, it's interesting because government, governmental agencies are in this instance further ahead than the public because they, they've seen the risk of uh, what can be collected from this app. Guy Reschenthaler joining us here, Republican representative, U.S. congressman in Washington, D.C., who represents Pennsylvania. Talk to me about your thoughts and your reaction when you saw the passage of the parental or the parents' bill of rights as that went through here this week as well. Well, I was ecstatic about the passage of the parents' bill of rights. It's H.R. Uh, 5. And what it does is it gives parents it gives parents the right to know what's being taught in the schools. It gives them the right to have student uh, or I'm sorry parent teacher conferences at least twice a year. Um, it gives them the right of notification if a child is being bullied or is or is bullying, uh, if they attempted suicide, if they have an eating disorder. Uh, so it really empowers parents to know what's going on uh, with children in school. So I'm I'm very proud we passed it. it uh, yeah, I, Julie, Julia Letlow from Louisiana was her bill. Uh, to my knowledge, it was her first bill. Former teacher, very proud of her, and I'm very happy with the product we put together. Is it necessary? I, I, meaning that if you go to a school board meeting that you can find out what the curriculum is within your district. If you are an active parent with your children, that you can know what's going on with your kids. Or is that not the case, Congressman? No, it's not the case. Remember, Terry McCullough, when he was running for governor of Virginia, was asked point blank, do you think parents have the, have the right to determine their children's education? And he said, no, parents shouldn't have the right. Uh, it, it cost him the election if you look at poll, polling data. There's a fundamental disagreement between the left and the right on the roles of parents in education. On the right, we believe that local school boards should be empa- empowered greatly, but uh, through a lot of consent and notification and approval of parents. Uh, the, the left believes that it should really be top-down curriculum, top-down standards, and that parents should have nothing to do with the upbringing of their children. And you're seeing that now where the FBI is labeling parents that show up at, at school board meetings as domestic terrorists. That actually happened. We had to have a memo proving that. Uh, you see it when uh, schools no longer will do parent-teacher conferences and allow parents into the classroom. Uh, so, so you're seeing this play out numerous times. We actually had uh, in the in the WIPS office, we had parents, aggrieved parents, come in and give us their stories right before we passed this bill. And I was alarmed by by what I was hearing and what was going on in our schools. Guy Reschenthaler is our guest on the Disk Institute Pittsburgh Newsline. One of the other pieces of legislation that you have been involved with, with uh, Titus from Nevada, is the discriminatory gaming tax repeal, wanting to pull back on the excise tax that is placed on all legal sports bets. Is it based on the number of Pennsylvanians who are involved in that industry? Is it based on the, the economic impact that it has on constituents? Why get involved in this particular bill? Well, I'm, I'm very pro-gaming. Uh, people don't realize that Pennsylvania is actually the second biggest gaming state in the entire union. We're second only to Nevada, but we're actually number one in revenue brought in uh, uh, to state government. Now, that's because our tax rates are, are far too high. Um, but regardless, we get more revenue brought into the Commonwealth than any other state. It's a huge industry, and people just don't realize that in, in Pennsylvania. I'm the co-chairman uh, with Dina Titus of the Gaming Caucus, uh, 
in Congress. And I can tell you that we shouldn't have an excise tax on this. We want people to uh, that want to bet on sports. We want them to do it legally. We want them to do it out of the shadows. Uh, and we want them to do to do it fairly. If you have oh, if you overtax uh, sports betting, uh, by the way, I had a bill in the state senate which, which uh, proactively uh, legalized sports betting. Uh, that was that was back in like 2016 and 2017, I believe. But if you if if you bet on sports legally, you should you should not be penalized because what's happening is people are going to the black market to place their bets because the tax rate is so high. So that's a problem. And, and I also think we need to have some other tax changes as well. For example, we, uh, Dina Titus and I have a bill to increase the threshold uh, where a casino would have to shut down the floor when somebody hits a jackpot. And that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but it's super disruptive. There has to be an accounting. And when those slot machines shut down, gaming stops. So that threshold needs to be large enough um, so it does not inconvenience and deter people from gaming. Congressman, don't be a stranger. You're welcome on KDK anytime you've got time for us. We appreciate your uh, your input today as to what's going on in D.C. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Always good stuff. Guy Reschenthaler joining us here on KDKA.